Hello everybody, my name is Elle and you are listening to my podcast, Truth Be Told, where I discuss a new episode of some TV show each week. Um, I'm also thinking about bringing in guests every other episode and talking about a theme or question that was sparked from the episode of TV that I watched in the previous episode of the podcast. Um, So, to kick off episode one of this podcast, I am going to be watching season three of You on Netflix. Um, So, I just watched episode one of this super popular Netflix series. The little blurb that Netflix gives to describe this episode states, After a delivery room surprise, new dad Joe struggles to connect with his infant child, but he has no trouble at all fostering a new infatuation. Beyond this point, there will be lots and lots of spoilers for you, season three, episode one, so let this serve as your official spoiler warning if you have not seen the episode. I highly suggest you go watch it and come back and listen to this later. Alright, you've been warned. Alright, so uh, let's get started. I'm just gonna start by saying I completely forgot almost everything that happened in the season seasons one and two of this show i watched a little youtube video of penn badgley and victoria padretti um sort of giving a a recap of season one and two um and that informed me just how much i had totally forgotten um so then I started watching episode one of season three and I'm very intrigued by this new season they're sort of um approaching this new season from a completely different angle and that's through this lens of parenting And I really like that because, um, you know, it's easy for them to just kind of be like, you know, every season Joe is obsessed with some new girl. Um, But I like that um, they're trying to mix it up and sort of putting him in like a whole new situation and and now his um, latest obsession has all new consequences. So, um, basically, at the end of season two, Joe, played by Penn Badgley, and, um, Love, played by Victoria Pedretti, get married, um, have a child, and move to this very, um, like, white picket fence, suburban, I believe they're in LA neighborhood. Um, and it's very interesting to see them in this sort of environment. Okay, so I 
thought it was really interesting because we learn at the end of season two that um, love is not as perfect as she comes off. She is actually just as crazy as Joe is um, because she kills someone who I don't remember. Um, but anyway, this is really interesting because um, you would think that her also being like this crazy psycho killer would bring her and Joe closer and give them something to sort of like relate to each other um, about, but it's actually driving a wedge in between them. Um, so, and we see that a lot in this episode. He, Joe talks about it a lot in his inner monologue, which by the way, is extremely well written. And I just, I love, the, I love Joe's inner monologue in this show. I forgot how cool it was to hear that. Um, but he's so, so hypocritical of her. Um, he thinks it is absolutely despicable of love to um, suggest stabbing people in the eye. She says, she says something about that in this episode, um, which is just, and, and in his inner monologue after she says that, he's kind of like, oh my god, this woman is insane. What is she, why did I marry her? What, what is she talking about? Um, which is just crazy because obviously he's, he's probably murdered more people than love, yet he thinks that she's crazy. So Joe's basically a, a huge hypocrite this entire episode. Um, uh, so yeah, I just find it interesting that they just cannot get along. Um, so anyway, Joe and love are, are thrust into this parenthood that they did not anticipate and were not prepared for. And it sort of becomes love, love becomes this um, very busy mother. She kind of gives up her career as, um, as a chef and becomes a stay-at-home mom and she's all, she's consumed by their baby, who's by the way, his name is Henry. Um, and for some reason, it's a big deal that he's a boy, but we'll get into that later. Um, whereas Joe is just kind of up to his same weird obsession scheme type things, except now there's a baby involved, um, which I thought that was super interesting. And I think, um, I think they might be trying to say something about the way that um, mothers and fathers become parents and how different it is for each. Because um, typically mothers are sort of um, they're sort of forced to sacrifice a lot more, which I think this episode really 
shows. Um, so I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, so pretty much at the beginning of the episode, we... Joe already has a brand new obsession, which is um, the neighbor named Natalie, who is played by Michaela McManus, who, fun fact, was in One Tree Hill. She played um, Lindsay in, uh, I gosh, I don't even know what season that was, maybe season six, five or six or something like that. Um, but I think that's funny because, um, part of what inspired me to create this podcast was, um, the podcast called Drama Queens, which is, uh, Sophia Bush, Hillary Burton Morgan, and, uh, Bethany Joy Lentz's podcast about One Tree Hill. Anyway, that's a weird little tie-in. But, um, so, she, Michaela McManus, who was also in One Tree Hill, is playing Natalie, who is their neighbor. Um, and Joe becomes completely obsessed with her, does all the things he used to do to love, meaning watching her through the window and spying on her and, and um, stalking her outside of the house, too. He follows her to the library, and um, they sort of have this weird flirty relationship thing going on um and then later he goes over to her house for a drink and they sort of bond over um kind of both their hatreds of marriage <laughs> which is funny um and I thought this was particularly interesting because he of course, he's initially just attracted to her because she's pretty and, and she's just the new unattainable girl. Um, but the fact that they relate over their misery in marriages makes him like her even more. Which was interesting to me because... If Joe is, if Joe likes relating to people, sh shouldn't he love that love is also a murderer? I don't know. I thought that was interesting that, that in that particular relationship, relating on, on that level was just too much for him. Um, so anyway they both say that they feel like prisoners in their marriage. And there was a particular quote, um, I, th I believe Joe says, marriage isn't built for secrets. And Natalie says, maybe people aren't built for marriages, which I thought was interesting. And there's definitely things to unpack there. Um, but I don't know yet. I haven't thought hard enough about that. <laughs> so, anyway, now I want to circle back to something I said earlier about how 
um, it's important that the baby they had was a boy. So let me explain that. Basically all throughout this episode, Joe is talking about how their child was not supposed to be a boy. It was supposed to be a girl. Um, I think they had been told by the doctors that it was going to be a girl. So he had, he wanted a girl and he was very disappointed when he found out he had a son. So the whole episode, he keeps bringing this up and I'm wondering to myself, like, why is he so stuck on the idea of having a daughter? Like, is it just the fact that he's just upset, uh, I mean, obsessed with women in general? Um, but later on, he actually sort of explains this. I don't know. You could definitely make up your own explanation for why he's so obsessed with it. But he says that um, he feels like he's going to mess up a boy. He's just completely unprepared to raise a boy, which I think is interesting because I think we could examine this a little more um, and think about how Joe was raised in sort of less than ideal conditions, I believe. I'm not 100% sure, but we do get a flashback in this episode to when he's probably in like middle school, maybe. Um, and we find out that he was bullied as a child and how he sort of, he has this conversation with um, who I assume is a friend, saying, the friend is saying that you're doing this to yourself. Um, which is obviously not what you're supposed to say to someone who's getting bullied, but, um, I thought that was interesting because this sort of parallels, um, flashbacks we'd gotten in previous seasons to when he was working at the bookstore as a teenager and how the um, owner of the bookstore used to kind of, uh, like, abuse him and, and treat him horribly in order to, like, toughen him up, which is really interesting. So I think Joe has this idea that boys are raised like this, in this, like, super weird way. Um... Whereas all of these women that he becomes obsessed with are seemingly perfect. So I don't know, maybe he just wants, like, he just thinks that a, a girl is just going to default to the perfect person and, and it's not, there's not as much for him to mess up. Um, but that's just my theory. Um, Anyway, moving on. What else did they do in this episode? Ah, uh, yes. So, Joe goes over to Natalie's house for a drink. Um, and they have that conversation about how much they hate marriage and they feel like they're in a prison. Um, and he is just head over heels for this woman. Um, and she ends up showing him up to her bedroom and he steals, we see him steal uh, 
a pair of her underwear, which is, you know, uh, predictable for Joe. <laughs> um, and they start kissing, but Joe stops it before it goes any further, um, which is very impressive for Joe. It shows real restraint, um, which I, I was very impressed. I completely thought that he was going to totally cheat on love. Not that, I mean, kissing Natalie was still bad, but anyway, um, he commits to trying. He is determined to make this life work. So, um, later on, they are, they go to this, um, party at, um, this woman named Sherry, who is played by, uh, Shalita Grant. And Sherry is a, a sort of a, a like a, D or C list celebrity <laughs> in LA for her parenting books. Um, and she is kind of in this friend group of like all these very pretentious, rich people, LA parents. Um, and Natalie shows up at this party and love has kind of this hatred toward well, not a hatred, sort of just a general dislike towards Natalie already because she thinks she's sort of crazy and whatever. Um, so, but then they get to talking at this party and Natalie sort of reels her in by talking about Love's cooking and talking about how there is a space open in town that Natalie knows about where Love could um, fulfill her dream of opening a bakery. Um, and I thought this scene was really interesting because it it felt to me like um, Natalie was trying to win her over. I don't know, it didn't feel like a normal sort of getting to know you thing. It felt like she was specifically going after Love and Joe. But that's obviously, well, I mean, it might have been the case, but it, <laughs> it doesn't make a difference now once you know the end of the episode, but we'll get to that in a second. So anyway, they're at this party and Joe just hates all of these rich people. And I thought this was really interesting too. This, uh, this just totally very like stereotypical over the top portrayal of like LA people and LA parents. And, um, which is definitely, there's definitely some truth to these things, but they're all, these very wealthy, like, think they're doing everything perfectly parents, and there's a lot of talk about 
kind of beauty standards and love doesn't feel like she compares to these people because they're all they're all just very fake um and it's so obvious um but i don't know i just i think that's it's very funny because joe and love are talking about oh my god these people are so annoying they're so fake they all just pretend to be perfect but that's literally what joe and love are doing they are the ones hiding their real selves <laughs> which is funny like joe and love are both just total like delusional hypocrites um it's definitely worse to be hiding the fact that you're a killer versus like hiding the fact that you eat gluten you know um toward the end of uh the conversation between love and natalie natalie says something uh oh she says, you know, we would love to have you over for dinner sometime. It's crazy that we haven't had you or Joe over to the house yet. And Love is like, hmm, Joe, thinking to herself, like, Joe had told me that he had drinks at the neighbor's house. So Love is just completely suspicious. Um, and it cuts to the scene where she's just yelling at him, on the walk home being like I know you're cheating with this neighbor you're obsessed with her again which is another thing I was impressed by was um the way that love can just completely see through Joe's act like she knows exactly what he does because he did this to her he becomes obsessed and and she knows the signs and he just is like no no nothing happened i'm not obsessed with her um which he was telling the truth he was trying not to be obsessed with her he really wanted to try for their relationship and for their family um so then we see this really, really cute scene between Joe and their baby Henry, who throughout the whole episode has just been a total nightmare, <laughs> crying all the time, and Joe's convinced that he hates him, um, but then they're at they're at the library and he's reading to him and it's it's really really cute and joe you can just i was incredibly impressed with pen badgley's acting throughout this entire episode but specifically this scene because you could really feel like he wants to be a good dad and the thing about joe is like yeah he's crazy and he goes kind of over the top a lot of times but he's going over the top in how he expresses his love, which is something interesting. Um, and it's something that he is doing with the baby as well. So while Joe is having this, is finally feeling the connection with Henry, um, love is touring this bakery space with Natalie. And while they're, and everything seems fine, 
and then we cut to this scene um, of love in the house and she discovers this vent uh, on the wall kind of under this desk that looks like it's been opened um, and as she <laughs> takes the the cover off of the vent this music starts playing which I believe is typically the music that they play before every murder happens. I'm not 100% sure, but once the music started playing, I was like, oh yeah, she's gonna kill her. Um, so, anyway, we have these two things going on at once. We Love is discovering something in this, hidden in this vent, and um, Natalie is leading her down into the basement of this bakery space. Um, and so we find that Joe has been hiding a box of Natalie's things in the vent. And it's a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of fun stuff in there. There is, uh, the underwear that we saw him stole at the beginning of the episode. Um, what else was in there? Oh, uh, there was a bloody tampon, which was really, that's, that's commitment to being a stalker. <laughs> and then there was, uh, like some kind of t-shirt and a, you know, a, a coffee mug thing that said Natalie on it. Anyway, lots of stuff makes it clear that Joe is definitely obsessing over Natalie. She is the new you. Um, and Love realizes this. And Love is just consumed with jealousy and rage. And I, honestly, I get it. Love has been working so hard to be this perfect mother that everyone in LA expects her to be. Um, and now she's finding out that Joe, just as she, as she suspected, is not really trying at all. And in fact, is just moving on to becoming obsessed with this other woman again. Um, so anyway, as you probably could have predicted by now, love kills Natalie and calls up Joe and uh, basically says, uh, whoops. <laughs> and that is where the episode ends, which is super exciting. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed this episode. At first I was a little bit worried that it was going to be boring, but of course, once they start going crazy, it gets very interesting. Um, and honestly, I was really, really surprised that they decided to kill someone off so quickly. But I, I remember that the same thing happened last season where I was surprised, uh, either like by how quickly they were killing people off or how many, I don't know. But I, I don't know, they, they set up Natalie to be like a big important character this season, but she's already gone. So I guess we'll see 
what they decide to do next time to kind of keep the story moving forward. But I, so far, I'm really, really enjoying this season, and I'm very intrigued to see where they take these characters, and I'm loving the whole parenthood aspect of it. I think it's really interesting. I don't know. I, I Joe is just, is really an interesting character, um, because he is so crazy and, like, a killer that you want to hate him, but they make it, they make it easy for you to sympathize with him in that, especially now that he's a dad, um, I don't know. I'm really, really excited for this season, um, and I'm excited to take these conversation topics and hopefully discuss them with someone in the next episode. Um, so I would love if you have any, uh, feedback about this. Um, I, I'm aware that this episode was a, a little bit all over the place. I really need to, I don't know. I think I have to come up with a better system for <laughs> taking notes on episodes, but, um, if you have any feedback, I would love to hear it. I think I'm going to create some sort of uh, email or, I don't know, I'll figure it out, but um, whoever's listening to this, I would love to hear your thoughts, um, suggestions, whatever, and uh, I will see you next time. <laughs>